So Johnny, Johnny Dar, well, it's yeah. a pretty awesome name, I have to say. Well, thank you. You know, I can imagine it being a sort of maybe a cartoon. Yeah, maybe one day. What, one day. I mean, you know, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. Welcome to Questioning Reality. After our chat last week, I thought, you know what? We have to bring you on and, and talk about some of the pretty far out there stuff we were chatting about. Well, thank you. Thank you for bringing me on to your amazing <laughs> house and your podcast. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. So, my man, like for anybody who's just tuning in and they want to know who Johnny Dar is, how would you define yourself? What is it that, um, what is it that's the impact that you're looking to make in this world? Um, with the impact that I'm looking to make in this world would be definitely to find the ultimate way of us to live live with ourselves live with everything else around us and yeah i believe we're missing a lot of the points the points yeah what are those points the points you know the points that we need to actually connect i believe a lot of the points are disconnected yeah. and that's a part of the reason why we're only tapping to our 2% maybe of our potential okay and 98% is getting tossed away every day so why is that you know why is that? Look, I mean, if, if people Google you and they look you up, they'll see that you are an accomplished artist, creative, director. There's certain connotations. So you're, you know, you're an artist. Mm -hmm. And yet you stepped into this world, this sort of biohacking world where you've developed this machine mm -hmm. that you'll ex explain completely, of course, um, that biohacks and has, does these incredible things that you've, told us about rejuvenating cells and making you stronger, all these different things. So explain if you can, you know, what is this so that people can sort of have this idea. And then I'd love to get in how you went about from doing being an artist to building such a contraption. I mean, it started basically when, I mean, it started early in life for me because I realized that I was seeing things that no one was seeing, hearing things that no one else was hearing. I was just, my idea of life was very different than everyone else's idea of life around me. But what were you saying? What were you hearing? I mean, I definitely was able to hear somebody's thoughts before they even said anything. I was able to... Get out my head, Johnny. Get yeah, out I know. My head. Sense, <laughs> sense, sense things prior to them happening. I was able to... I don't know, I was able to kind of like give you the answer to the math problem before I even knew how to resolve the math problem or how to, yeah. Before so, you even got the question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was just able to, yeah, I mean, I was able to be in space more than I was in the actual physical body. Yeah. So, so like, like a I'm premonition. Yeah, I'm constantly in space, you know, and very hard for me to, and or wasn't really hard for me to contract back to the space, back to the body. But I'm constantly more interested in being in space than in the actual physical body. You know, when I meet you, I can certainly feel that. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> you're definitely, you know, I think that's what most artists are. They're more sort of in the space than they are in this 3D world. Yeah. They're in a sort of different elevation. 
and yeah. they see life very differently. I like to think of myself as sort of an artist yeah, in my own artist. in my own way. Yeah. You know, you can probably see by the clothes I wear. Yeah. But um but you have this air about you and like look, I don't know you very well yet. Mm-hmm. Um but you had this quality like as soon as I saw you it was like, oh I know I've known you for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Like that was how many first... lifetimes have we yeah, known exactly. each other for? You know, exactly. And there is that there is that sense of knowing, and yep. it's and it's just trusting that and going. You know what? It's okay. Yeah. You know. So anyway, yep. so you knew what people were thinking before they thought it, or yeah. that you could sense it. So how did you? When did you know you were different? I mean, it was like yeah, it was very apparent from the start. I didn't have a chance to think I was normal. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. That was not even on the table. Thank goodness. That option was not there. Who wants to be normal? I mean, yeah. I mean, basically, my environment wanted me to be normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there was a lot of pressure to normalize me. So... What, where do, what do you mean? Where was where was your environment? I mean, yeah. I mean, kind of like, yeah, my dad is a professor in economics. And definitely, I come from a family of... Uh, Achievers, overachievers, yeah. So basically, but but achieving for us has to be materialistic. It has to be wealth. Has to be a position. So they're they're academic. They're very academic. They're very intellectual. Yeah, there's like maybe fifty doctors in the family. Okay, so which is very opposite of you. Ultimately, you're spacey, and they are very structured and black and white. This kind of intellectual. Mm You know, if you if you can't see it or feel it, then it's not real. Exactly. Okay. So I'm constantly fighting with my dad about what is real and what's not. Of course, it's like they say. You know, when you come into your family, everybody's so different, um, and it's like you're you're meant to be there. It's like uh, you're you're creating balance. Mm-hmm. If they're so heavily um, within their mind and they're mm-hmm. intellectual, then you would need to come along to create some balance. Yeah. And and obviously there was such one extreme that you became the other extreme. Yeah, exactly. Okay, In- yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Until at one point, I kind of like had to give in and forget what I'm here for or what I'm doing, okay. or that I'm even an artist. Okay, I relate. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, definitely yeah. came to that point. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to kind of like, okay, let me just let me just fit in and let me just you know make sure that I'm accepted and up to the protocol <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah because if you're not accepted in your tribe then you know it's close to death right what, what happens next you're you're trying to survive yeah you know you want to be loved by your parents yeah you felt different but mm-hmm. you wanted to connect with them and i guess be accepted by them and mm-hmm. you know yeah and show that i really care about them you know and yeah. basically it's like yeah me showing that i care about them that meant i needed to become like them okay yeah okay so when did you decide to not become like them? Uh, it wasn't me that decided. Actually, it was a motorcycle accident. So oh, okay. yeah, that kind of like helped crack me out of that uh, wow. <laughs> norm. It woke you up? It woke me well, up again. What, ha- what happened? Me, I was on my bike in Santa Monica. Oof, and then, beautiful. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then literally there was like, I mean, I, there, a truck came out of uh, the alley and just bam. Wow, a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was heavy. <laughs> wow. How old were you? I was 19, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. And you were just sort of unconscious or? Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. I mean, I was, I was under. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. And then I couldn't play. Like, yeah. I couldn't play f- 
soccer anymore and i mean that's the way i was uh, financing my filmmaking venture you know studying yeah filmmaking at ucla so wow. uh yeah so i couldn't do that anymore wow. because i couldn't play soccer anymore wow yeah so so you're pretty you're pretty high up in the soccer yeah soccer yeah yeah i was like yeah because that, that was my way of like okay cool that's kind of like i stopped being an artist and i was like okay let me just express it in a different way so i express it through sports okay so i was running i was uh, yeah so i was i was a runner really more than a soccer player yeah. you know so i was like able to run up and down okay <laughs> so they just give you the ball and just run yeah run forest <laughs> run forest <exactly>. okay <laughs> well how did so, you make money from it though soccer in america because back then i'm i, I mean no, i mean it wasn't i was i was getting my scholarship uh, getting into the mm. into ucla so i'm like okay this was ah, what, my way to yeah okay. my way to pay okay for my school yeah it was like 60 60k that i needed to pay wow. yeah i mean 60k back then was a lot of money as well you know well what what happened to you i mean look you're 19 you're okay to talk about it now i mean it's yeah no, yeah okay so what happened to your body i mean was it i mean basically it was like shivering i mean i had this um yeah i couldn't stop shivering i mean i couldn't stop um yeah i mean it was a really weird thing yeah so it was i couldn't control my um yeah i couldn't control my body so you're sort of the subconscious mind that's supposed to regulate your body yeah that wasn't doing its job yeah yeah, yeah. Basically, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't um, hit the ball. Let's say where I need to, you know, or just like I hit it somewhere else. <laughs> so you weren't able to focus and and. Yeah, I mean, my body would just react on its own. Okay, so it was actually moving on its own accord. Yeah, yeah. That's scary. Yeah, yeah, and they couldn't really figure out the reason why, and they basically okay. So. So yeah, I mean, at the end, I healed myself. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. It sounds like uh, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, when he got hit by a car, I think mm -hmm. when he was about your age, I think, mm -hmm. and uh, he had some serious issues and he healed himself as well. Mm -hmm. And then he's gone on his whole life about how, you know, we can heal ourselves, superhuman healing. So are you able to share about how you managed to heal yourself? I mean, the way I ended up healing myself is I started doing art again. Okay. I started doing art again, and then I realized that I was literally healing myself by uh, sketching out my problem, yeah, and being able to get a better idea of what's happening. Okay. And then I got into meditation, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I just stopped stressing and stopped okay. being worried okay. about anything and yeah just by be doing the arts again you know so i realized that yeah it was more subconscious than conscious you know it was kind of like me inhibiting me or like stopping myself from doing so or like creating this problem for myself so i can get back to what i'm really here to do mm. so yeah so i felt like it was all that stress that was accumulated over the years mm. yeah, of me no longer expressing who I, you know, my true self. Because you suppressed yourself. Exactly. Throughout your childhood. Yeah. With your parents. Yeah. And so there was that sort of moment. Well, you know what they, they say, I say they, you know, there's a sense that I feel that, you know, is there such a thing as an accident? Um, and I should think there is to a degree, you yeah. know, if you're in a plane and something happens, it's out of your control. But 
they say that your subconscious mind sees seven seconds uh, ahead mm-hmm. before your conscious mind sort of mm-hmm. realizes. So that accident may have been purposeful in order for you to wake up. Yeah. I mean, that some people will obviously maybe contest that, but at the same time, it was your awakening because mm-hmm. your body, what your mind suppresses, your body expresses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. putting yourself in that situation because it wanted to break free. Yep, you correct. Know, you were unconscious, you were distracted because you weren't truly living your your dharma, your 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 mm-hmm. spirit, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't coming through. You were living a life um you were living somebody else's idea of what you should be. Exactly. Rather than who you actually really are. So that's beautiful. Um so you used art to heal yourself and I mean how many did it, did it take years? I mean how how did that work? I mean, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it took, took about two and a half years, maybe, yeah, two and a half years, two and a half years, three, I mean, I still kind of like, was going through that trauma, and it would come, you know, well, like, I mean, I was on heavy medications as well, the Depakote, Clonopin, I was like constantly drugged out, you know. So that definitely helped with relaxing me. <laughs> okay. But it destroyed my life, to be honest, you know, because I felt now weirder than ever. Okay. Yeah, because it was like I cannot even carry my body anymore because I'm like over-medicated. Mm. Yeah. That's a big, big problem in America, huh? Yeah. And it's starting to spread all around the world. I was just listening to um, a podcast by a doctor. Oh, his name is, let me just pull it up. Um, just so, because I just pulled it up. Dr. Asim Mahotra, mm-hmm. and um, he was an English, uh, he is an English doctor, cardiologist, um, and just making people aware of how overprescribed people actually are. And they're talking about statins, how people are taking them to help them to relieve any um, potential heart attacks, and how actually it only helps about 1% of the time. Mm-hmm. And now about the COVID vaccines. And how actually um, they are causing inflation in the arteries and mm. leading towards uh, heart attacks, you mm-hmm. know. So it's coming more and more clear. And, you know, I'm sorry to do a little side angle here, but, you know, the big big pharma really has um, a stronghold, you know, yeah. over politicians, mm-hmm. over uh, doctors, because they hold all the money. And, you know, it's an industry. It's a huge industry and it becomes sort of an entity that, as he describes, it's when you're in that entity, you as a person, CEO, maybe a nice person outside of it, but Mm -hmm. when you belong to that entity, it becomes psychopathic. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, I mean, that's the reason. Look at the doctors. They're not so healthy themselves. No, a lot of the doctors (laughs) aren't. If you see in the UK who the head of health secretary is or something like this, you see that they are not really the definition of health. And who are we to, why should anybody have to listen to somebody else? You know, it comes down to common sense and research and, you know, why is it you're looking for a quick pill to fix something unless Mm. you had an accident and, Mm. but once you're on these prescribed medications, it's very hard to get off. They are, yeah, super hard to get off. I mean, the thing is this, I mean, I decided to get off the medications overnight, you know, I was like, okay, I'm done. Wow. I'm over it. Done feeling numb. Done feeling numb. You know, but it was interesting, you know, because I had to kind of like get into some heavy other kind of drugs to offset the other drugs. What were those? I mean, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, some, you know, some, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, it was really interesting to, um, 
experimental drugs. I mean, just drugs on uh, the streets. Drugs or medicine? No, drug. You know, drugs. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, drugs, medicine. It was really interesting. Kind of like to wake me up from the other drugs. I had to do these other drugs. You know, so to wake up from clonopin and Depakote, I had to do, let's say, coke and speed. <laughs> and the same. It kind of the same thing. They're just not regulated. Um, and you know, these f big farmers are not making the money who knows directly from the illegal drugs. Yeah. Uh, it depends who, who defines what's illegal or legal. Apparently FDA do, but yeah, so many different things can be said about all of this and there's so much out there. Yeah. But, um, I hear you when you have one habit, which was a habit, right? Yeah. And if you don't heal where that habit, what the habit is, that void is filling, then you're going to replace that habit with another habit. Yeah. Which yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how yeah. long? How long was that? How long was that fight for? I mean, it was it was interesting because I moved in with this roommate that was definitely mm, addicted to all these kind of drugs, and basically started doing my drugs, and became more addicted to my drugs <laughs> than his drugs, <laughs> which was really interesting because at the end of the day, he was like begging me for my drugs and wow. for the clonopin and the Depe and the Depakote, etc. you know, and the Prozac. And <laughs> and so then, he was actually craving your pharmaceutical yeah. <laughs> prescribed drugs more than his own yeah. whatever habit he had at the time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a really interesting transition right there. <laughs> so he came in with his street drugs. I came in with my pharma pharmaceutical drugs. <laughs> and then... Wow. Yeah, we're like... Yeah, and then he found, you know, and then he was like taking, yeah, he was like more addicted to my drugs and the street That's drugs, yeah, than speed and alcohol you know, and coke and uh, prose, I mean, and ecstasy, whatever it was, yeah. Okay, well, so <clears throat> going through this and you went through your knock and when you came out, when did you come out of that haze of the drugs and you, you know, became sort of more realized about who you truly are? Rather than who you thought you were. Yeah, I mean, it was really interesting. I mean, since then we ended up talking about drugs, it went from those drugs to the other drugs to now psychedelics. Okay. And now, kind of like when, let's say, mushrooms came in, then that was the actual healing mm. drug. Yeah, well, that's medicine. Yeah, that's true medicine. Yeah, I see, you know, you got your drugs. I've been on the drugs, and, I, and the difference between drugs and medicine is, you know, night and day. Mm. Drugs like cocaine, I put it in the book. You know, it's it keeps people in a perpetual state where they go round and round mm -hmm. with their patterns. Mm -hmm. You know, you have your patterns, and you you know, and it gives you a false sense of security because mm -hmm. it bolsters up your sort of confidence and mm -hmm. ego. But it's a false sense of confidence, mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. think you're bigger than what you actually are, mm -hmm. and you keep going round and round and round. And you, it's like you you think you're moving forward, but you're on a treadmill. Yeah, that's what. That's what cocaine, I think, sort of sums it up. And but when you step into the world of medicine, mm -hmm. where it's plant based, and you're talking mushrooms, yopo, mm -hmm. ayahuasca, mm -hmm. DMT, mm -hmm. even though that's um, comes from a, a the frog, the toad. I mean, the DMT coming from the root as well. I mean, that's um, yes, that's, and yeah, that's a really good. Yeah, I mean, that's and, and a the good bark experience. of the tree. Yeah, yeah there's. Yeah. From Australia, from Australia, Australia, yeah. How they process it. Um, and a lot of it from South America, of course. But uh, that, what that does is it obviously gives you a different perspective mm -hmm. of yourself. And it's, 
it's incredible because it's you know it's there for a reason god has brought it there it's in, within nature and yeah each different medicine you take um lends to you um this sort of tool that it's it shows to you yourself from mm. a different perspective so you can then see it become aware of yourself mm-hmm. sort of self-actualization and because you become aware of yourself it's not something external it's all happening internally mm-hmm. um you're able to then process and integrate these learnings and you have it's like you're given free will because mm-hmm. before that and there's hundreds of different thousands of different modalities you don't mm-hmm. have to take plant medicines to mm-hmm. to get there but it's just a different modality and mm-hmm. it gives you this perspective and you know for me it's it helped me see certain blind spots i didn't know were there before yeah. that were filtering my life and then when you are able to see this destructive patterns or certain feelings that haven't been able to come up to the surface these medicines really do that magic mm-hmm. so anyway i just wanted to so i'm is that kind of what happened for you when you decided to navigate towards uh medicines yeah yeah i mean basically i just kind of like bounced from this to this to that and then got to a point where i was like okay cool uh now i need to get into meditation (laughs) fair enough (laughs) yeah and then i got into meditation and then that basically (laughs) i mean i felt like yeah i mean that brought me back to my center i mean and then i was like okay um at peace with all my, with who I am, you know, and I'm no longer, let's say, trying to hide. You know, I was still trying to hide. I mean, I'm still insecure about being an artist, you know. I'm still, you know, in a part of me is still a bit insecure about it, you know. I'm sure because that serves made, you, though. I'm sure that serves you as an artist, that insecurity. I mean, if you looked at it, how does it serve you, having that insecurity? maybe I don't take pride in it or it keeps me humble or yeah, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah, that's how I will see. It. I mean, okay. yeah, that's how I see it. Kind of okay. like, yeah, keeps me. Yeah. It keeps you on a, as you said, humble and connected. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keeps me constantly, you know, I'm never satisfied with whatever I do. So it doesn't matter. I'm always thriving for them. Mm-hmm. grander achievement or for the grander breakthrough so mm-hmm. um, yeah maybe it's like yeah it kind of like got me to be disconnected from it as well so where I like i just i do it because i have to do it i don't do it because i want to do it mm-hmm. you know it's just that you're pulled to do it yeah i need to do it it's just my way of actually digesting the world and okay. understanding the world it's like my way of studying the world okay that's yeah cool. so i don't do it to I mean, you can never um, hire me to paint a painting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I only paint. I only do it because it's my calling. It's part of what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, it's kind of like the way I shit life. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, literally, it's yeah. So when you went from the medicines and obviously all of this stuff that you've gone through would help as a help you as an artist for sure um you've had your time as an artist and you've done some pretty cool things is there anything you want to share that's sort of an anecdote funny story is there anything uh i mean the thing is this the funny story is that i was hanging out with all the top artists for a while for a while yeah 
and being an artist for a while, but I never really shared or showed my art to anyone because I was still kind of like insecure about it. Yeah, ah, okay. and then I remember one time this girl coming into my house and discovering my art, and she's like, "This is," and she just flipped out. She's like. I cannot believe you're not showing this to the world, you know? I mean, just looking through your art, I feel like I healed from a thousand traumas, really. I was like, what? Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, it's like she made me feel really guilty for not sharing my art with the world. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So, guilt is what the driving factor of getting it out there. Well, look, if it overpowered the insecurity... Yeah. Then hey, it's not no, not to judge any emotion and feeling that we ever feel at the end of the day because hey, I've had a different rare, different variety of emotions that have driven me to do some incredible things. Mm -hmm. um, so hey, whatever works, and it got you there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it was really interesting because I was like supporting all these artists, um, being a part of the art scene and flying everywhere what I just like yeah being very active in it but never really sharing the fact that I do art wow yeah that was always my own hidden you know like secret that's my more my, that's my little world yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear you. yeah I'm sure many people can relate to that yeah 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 so you went from art where was your sort of how do you transition from art into this device that you've put together and i mean the way i've uh, i mean the thing is this this started back in let's say when i was 23 24 maybe yeah so at that point let's say i was um, i made it to the top of um, the fashion industry around 22 23 yeah and in a while i was going through all my other problems you know so what problems I mean, yeah, the, you know, the drug problem. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, That's around yeah. 23 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still, okay, yeah. But wow. the thing is this, I'm an overachiever, you know I mean? I can still keep going. I mean, I can be going, I can be living five, six lives at the same time. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like how, how, how I always conducted my world. <laughs> my, yeah. So I always had to be on top of my game regardless. It doesn't matter how shit I feel or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or how down I feel. So um, that th didn't count. That was like my... Off okay. time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was my personal time where I sat there and reflected on how messed up my life is, you know, and okay. how, how, yeah, how everyone celebrated me and thought I'm like this amazing everything. But then for me, I didn't feel that way. You know, no. I felt always like, yeah, unsatisfied, like yeah, dissatisfied with uh, basically not understanding exactly why I'm being celebrated so <laughs> of course. by everyone else. Well, I'm not even, I cannot celebrate myself. Of course. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. I'm sure many people can relate to that. They feel like an imposter. Yeah. You know, in their own life, they're yeah. getting, a, you know, rewarded for something and they themselves feel it's not deserving. Yeah. And it comes down to that, you know, feeling deserving of what it is we get in our life, you know, yeah. feeling worthy, feeling enough. Yeah. Which, you know, it's, I think it's a constant battle for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 I mean, to come to realize self peace, you know, is not a simple task. Mm. Yeah. 
it's not a simple path. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I can say I'm really hard on myself. You know. Are you still hard on yourself? I've definitely realized. No, I mean, I mean, I'm still hard on myself, but I'm not as hard on myself as I used to be. Mm. You know, I used to be really dangerously hard on myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I relate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now I can I can say I'm like not so dangerous. Okay. This way to yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what do you think has helped get you there? Is it just time? I mean, it was what helped me get there. I believe. I mean, it was like many things coming together. It was not. I cannot really just say one thing got me there. Yeah, but. Definitely being able to come back to my center, coming to, you know, doing my, I mean, I believe what helped me the most was discovering my sound, discovering my voice. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That really helped me release a lot of my anger and, yeah, and be able to just come back to my center. When you say found your voice, was that, and how did you... What what modality did you find um, your voice? Yeah, I mean, when I got into so I got into extreme meditations, you know, so I where I just needed to meditate all the time and go everywhere and meditate with everyone, and basically got to a point where I needed to do to isolate myself and just whether in nature or in in a, um, a room or in a house, whatever. Yeah, so the, wherever I can isolate myself, basically, but I preferred being in nature most of the time. And then I realized that I could, you know, realized that <clears throat> I always wanted to be a singer since I was a kid, you know, but then that was um, suppressed as well. Uh, you have an ugly voice, you know, you cannot sing. Yeah. Or yeah, I mean, because they tried everything to make sure that I don't go into the arts, you know, so I stay within becoming a lawyer or a doctor or yeah so every any artist any expression of creativity mm. was wow yeah taken down really quickly yeah mm. it was destroyed it's just not as important i think no yeah exactly i mean my art was destroyed by the time i was uh, 12 13 all my art pieces were destroyed literally wow so there was no way for me to reflect on my art anymore yeah because i remember since i was a child i used to just draw i mean i used to draw all day long and then at the end of the day i knew exactly what i was drawing and basically i just i, I ended up telling stories and uh, that no one could relate to in my world yeah so that must be tough because you're trying to express yourself and then you have your parents who are telling you this that's no good it's not important yeah where for you that's for you that's just you speaking yeah, and you know, ultimately, they're, they're shutting you up. Yeah, um, no, I can, uh, you know, that's serious suppression. What's your relationship like with your parents now? I mean, it just basically it's uh, it's success related, you know. So it's like you know, it's kind of like yeah, you know, I'm successful, so I'm accepted. Okay. For my success. But I'm not really, my work is not really understood or recognized as, um, yeah, it's just, you know, how much money are you making? Is, so you don't, <laughs> is, it, is it that the kind of relationship you have? Is it, is it, that's it? Or do you, I mean, is there. I mean, the thing is this, it's kind of like, yeah, there is that, you know, that needs, you know, for, you know, 
family, yeah. And but the thing is, this it's like I really don't feel that I've never been understood, and I'm still not understood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's what it feels like from your, your, your with your parents that they don't understand you. No, no, they don't understand me. No, very far away. <laughs> and, and how does that leave you feeling? I mean, yeah, I mean, it leaves me feeling. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, you know, I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point, I'm fine with it. You know, I mean, just kind of like, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, you know, it was my biggest blockage in life. The same, yeah. So the fact that never really, yeah, that's the reason why I'm kind of like I'm never really, I never really celebrate my success or celebrate anything I do because I'm never really. I just do it. I never really, I'm not doing it to be celebrated or to feel successful or to, I'm just like, I'm doing it again because I, because it's my nature and I have to do it. I hear that. I mean, you're sort of driven by this. Um, but, you know, is there a point where you want to pause and just realize, you know, what you've, what you've accomplished? Even if your parents didn't see it in a certain way and they suppressed you and did what they had to do because, hey, we've all had parents that have, you know done that in some way and that kind of drives us as well but um the, you know our parents are re our relationship with the world yeah so we feel the world does that to us yeah exactly see exactly exactly so you know you you celebrating your successes and achievements um do you ever i mean when was the last time you did if you have you never done it before celebrated my success yeah cannot really think of a time when I did so because I remember just running away from being celebrated for my success you know I remember the first time I showed on the runway I mean I was the only one that got standing up uh, ovation but um ran away so <laughs> I ran away and when the press came out you know came to the you know backstage to look for me uh because I came out with a ma mask you know uh, so they couldn't tell who oh I see it's yeah. like a, so, so you were hiding yeah, I mean, I was always hiding. I'm still hiding. <laughs> why, why, why hide? What is it you want? What is it you don't want people to see? Yeah, I mean, the thing is this again. Um, uh, what is it that I don't want people to see? I mean, the thing is this. I never see. I mean, the thing is this. I, everything because I don't feel safe. Yeah. Okay. So, do you see what I mean? It's like I don't really feel like. Okay, yes, the world is celebrating my success, but again, you know, it's like it's not really celebrating what I'm really standing for yet, you know? So, okay, so you're hiding yourself because you don't feel safe. But what, what is it that, you know, what would happen, you know, if you show yourself? What is it that you're afraid will happen? I mean, yeah, I've always been criticized for showing myself. Okay, so yeah. you feel like if you're seen, you'll mm -hmm. be criticized. Yeah, yeah. Because ultimately, that is what happened when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you showed yourself your yeah, art, you yeah. were criticized. Yeah. So you see how that trauma has been carrying on into your art. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're doing it. You don't want people to see it because you get criticized. But obviously, it was naturally a talent. You, you were naturally drawn to that anyway. So there's that little boy within yourself who had been uh had these dreams quashed at such a young age yeah and you and it rightly so of course you're gonna be left with some hurt mm -hmm. that's gonna carry on into your adult life but until you address that you know and 
address that little boy within yourself and say, hey, it's okay. And, you know, um, I'm safe now. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not that little boy anymore who's, you know, where it feels like your whole world is torn down because of my parents' um, views as how I should live my life that I can now express myself and it's okay. Some people will like it, some people won't. Mm -hmm. um, knowing that, you know, you, will you ever feel in a place that you can then operate and be okay to show yourself and, and not be scared? Not really. I mean, the thing is this, uh, that's the reason why I always choose to be in the background. Yeah. And that's the reason why I always kind of like, walk away from my success and make sure that I never really peak to a point where I'm too obvious okay. or too seen. So yeah. so you see how that then limits you? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, of course, I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? Yeah. Okay. Are you, if you were to remove that and say heal that part of yourself mm -hmm. and you could see that, hey, you maybe could go through the stratosphere and be known, you know, is it something that you want? I mean, do you want your work to be limited or would you like your message, which we'll discuss in a moment, to be to be heard around the world? I mean, I believe my message is going to assist the world, is assisting the world, because at the end of the day, it has assisted me and assisted everyone around me. And it just, I mean, and I mean, the thing is this. I would have never maybe shared my voice with anyone, you know, unless as well, the, t my p the people around me, they're like, oh my God, you know, like this has uh, changed my life, you know, like why are you not sharing this with the world? You know, why are you not um, making an album? Why are you not putting it out there? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like a lot of people that know me, they're like, oh, you're sitting on a mountain of gold, but you're not, uh, you know, you're not realizing on any it, of it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've met many people who feel limited because of something back in, in, in the past that holds them back. Um, you know, first off, well done. I mean, you're here sitting down having a chat mm -hmm. already on mm -hmm. a podcast. I mean, you're not hiding yourself. Mm -hmm. So you have to acknowledge and, you know, celebrate that fact. That yeah, I told you. Yeah, yeah, this is new for which me. Which is fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's like you're embracing it, which, you know, applause you make. I mean, really awesome. Well done. Um, what was that message? that you would ha you have for people? What is that message? I mean, the message is that we're missing out on 98% of the world. We're, we're missing out on 99% of life. Okay. So yeah. when you say we're missing out, uh, missing out what, how does that look? Like, how do, how do you... Why do you feel that we are missing out on 98% of life? Because we're going atom to atom, we're going, we're headbutting against uh, life. We're not really expanding the potential of life as we are. We're not looking at the potential of life. We're looking at how we can use life. Yeah. So we're not really looking at how we can expand the potential of the planet. You know, we're just looking on. Uh, we're looking at how can we consume the planet. Yeah. So I feel like. We're missing out on seeing life the way we're meant to see life and nurture life the way we're meant to nurture life. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, we're missing out on 99% that is that space, a space that is literally, yeah, it's occupying everything. And then basically we're not able to occupy it. Then therefore we just contract back to that 1% and we're just destroying 
everything to prove ourselves within this little tiny space. Okay, so it's sort of, you know, I, I hear what you mean. So, that, you know, we are on this planet and I agree that, you know, what we're doing is not sustainable, mm-hmm. you know, and how we operate is uh, more of the consumer mindset mm-hmm. and that because we're not sustainable and that we see that, you know, we are harming the planet for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to talk about climate change or anything like that, but just common sense if we look around of how um, these corporations have grown so drastically um, in the seek seeking profit and control and power. So 100% relate. Um, I, of course, I can't say everybody is, um, you know, only using 2%. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there um, who are more aware, mm-hmm. you know, have woken up, mm-hmm. maybe not from a motorcycle accident, mm-hmm. but they've certainly had some events that have taken place that they've woken themselves up. And I feel like that's ultimately what you're projecting because obviously you can only project what's going on from the inside to mm. the outside. Mm-hmm. And you're, potentially your 2% is when you were a kid and you were suppressed that you were only living 2%. Mm-hmm. You were only seeing 2% because you had been suppressed. And then when you had your moment of a sort of awakening, um, though it still took time to integrate, that's when you started to see more. Mm-hmm. You had more space. You were able to see the certain things you were able to see. You weren't suppressed anymore. Um, and so you kind of, from your experience of waking up, you want other people to also wake up, mm-hmm. to also see mm-hmm. as much as what you see. Mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. you know, if you can see something, you want other people to see it so that you can connect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't want to be living in your own world yeah. by yourself. Yeah. You know, seeing what it is you see. And that's why I met my my wife. We both saw the new earth. Mm-hmm. The new earth is about expansion, sustainability, about connection, about love, mm-hmm. about sharing space, about mm-hmm. healing, mm-hmm. you know, helping people, um, you know, connect to divinity and to know that it's all around us when we mm-hmm. access it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can all live our full potential, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear you, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you say in your very artistic out there way, Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. that's who you are, mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, up to this point. So now that there's that message, um, how does it relate to this machine mm-hmm. that you've built and created? Yeah, so with my art, uh, I've realized that, um, okay, I've realized that, okay, remember I told you that story of that girl that saw my art and she's like, oh, I've, uh, yes. yeah, so... And then I started sharing my art more and more and more, and then realizing that people just, they, ha- they end up having a healing experience looking at the art. And then that kind of like confirmed further what I was experiencing with the art myself, you know, because that's the reason why I never wanted to share my art or sell my art because I felt like it was always like it's the, this great secret, this great revelations, you know, that... Um, meant to be a secret or meant to be kept uh, hidden away yeah so it's kind of like a, a hidden knowledge yeah so so yeah after having those um conference you know having people affirming the fact that the art was healing them yeah and experiencing all these healing uh breakthroughs uh from just simply absorb you know pre- pre- 
perceiving the art, yeah, looking at the art. Uh, then I was like, okay, let me try to paint it on the actual body and see what ends up happening. Yeah, so ended up tracing it on various bodies. Yeah, you know my friends and having them, you know, realizing that they're going through major breakthroughs, you know, while we are doing it, and then afterwards, yeah, feeling like they can do anything and capable of anything at that moment. And then had people literally, like, chasing me to be to paint them, you know, or to mm, tattoo them, you know, but I never wanted to do any tattooing because I'm against needles altogether. <laughs> so, yeah. So, therefore, I'm like, you know, I'm going to pick up the needle and start tattooing when I'm not comfortable yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it started there. But then at the same time, yeah, when around 23, I went and did a meditation, did a Vipassana meditation. And then there I, st I tapped into a whole other realm of... This is where I kind of like went back to, let's say, being a child and being able to see everything within this golden grid, you know, within this energy formation. Yeah, like see the energy of the energetical makeup of what I'm looking at, not the actual physical. I can see the physical aspect of it, but then I'm able to tune into that energetical aspect of it and see what it's made of energetically. Yeah, what makes what can you know, what it's composed of energetically. And then I realized that, okay, so a good part of it is sound and light interacting with each other to form or expand the atom or contract the atom or, yeah, so, and everything is made out of a sound frequency and a light frequency and then an atom, yeah? So the atom literally comes last. It's kind of like the outcome of... That free that that sound frequency and then the light and then the atom and then basically I at that around that time I went up to Canada and I just isolated myself for six months and I remember tapping into this mathematical equation and I called it infinite math uh, because the number because the the outcome was always in this infinite um, it always came out to three six nine. Okay. Okay. So um, I was like, wow, okay, this is really interesting, you know? So basically, and then I realized that uh, the way I put my art together or constructed, it's always constructed in this formula of 369, 369. Everything is like 369. And I'm like, okay, really interesting. So I was like, okay, it's my secret, it's my way of doing things. And that's what always boggled the minds of the observers of my art was like, okay, where do you? come up with this from or how what did you what's your inspiration what you know because it doesn't look like anything else out there yeah because usually artists are inspired by what they've seen i'm not really inspired by what i've seen in that sense i'm more inspired by like yeah i am inspired by what i've seen but what i've seen is no one else have seen it that's the issue yeah. <laughs> so therefore it's like i can never go and say oh yeah i'm inspired by that's probably why you kept it hidden for so long huh? yeah yeah because it's weird. <laughs> it doesn't really relate to, and you know, I cannot, I cannot explain it in a way that humans can relate to it. Yeah. They're like, okay, you're weird. You know, it's like, 
How could you be the only if one? If you're that an sees artist it? and you're not weird, then you're not really an artist, are you? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, but at that point, you know, we couldn't really accept weird. You know, couldn't you know needed to be normal. Yeah. So. Well, you were going by the front, you know, your framework of your parents. You know. Yeah. This has to be normal. Yet it's like too. It's like uh, it's an oxymoron, you know. It's like yeah. normal artist or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, a normal artist here. That's like ninety nine percent of what's out there right now. You know, Google artists. You know, so yeah. basically. <laughs> so you, you know, you're real creative, um, but you're trying to fit yourself in this, in this sort of uh, mold. But I don't fit. That's you don't the issue. Fit into anything? No, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing fits. <laughs> so I'm trying to. Keep trying to shove this elephant into the fridge, but it's not fitting. So I then I give up and then go and hide somewhere yeah. else, and then I create the next thing. So basically, then it was like yeah, talking about the three six nine. I came to I came across a video about Nikola Tesla on YouTube, and in the video he was saying, "Whoever knows the secret to three six nine knows the." fabric of the universe knows the makeup of the universe basically of creation yeah and i was like i thought i was the only one that knew 369 i had no idea that anyone else tapped into 369 other than me yeah mm. and then i start researching further and i start looking at um, all these other people out there that are saying that they crack the code of 369, yeah? Uh, but it's way far away from, okay, maybe they cracked it for themselves, but it's not what I'm working with, yeah? It's definitely very different than any explanation that I've witnessed to date. So I always kind of like had this idea in the back of my head where, I mean, the thing is this, I went and studied Reiki, uh, Shiatsu, whatever, I kind of like, hang out with the Native Americans, with the... Um, I mean, I went around the world a few times and pretty much immersed myself in various cultures and belief systems and ways of seeing life, yeah? Yeah. And then throughout my journeys, I definitely kind of like realized that there is a common thread, you know? There is the invisible thread that connects everything, yeah? And everyone is living off of that thread, yeah? And that connects the tree to the bird to us to... So I went on literally kind of like studying every part that makes up, I mean, every aspect of creation from the bird to the leaf to the tree to the ant to the, you know, so the various kingdoms, the insect kingdom, the animal kingdom, etc. Yeah. And then I realized that there is a code within each one, yeah. And but beyond all of that, so, so kind of like, I'm like, I feel like I'm going now deep into my secrets. But <laughs> so yeah, maybe I need to just let it rip, re re you know, reveal it. So um, the um, yeah, so basically um, at that point, I kept like trying to find a way to let's say mirror that let's say state of being the best runner or that state, you know, like that, that, that blueprint, the blueprint of being, uh, let's say a great singer or a great uh, musician or a great uh, scientist or, or just by being able to 
analyze the blueprint that makes up that person, you know, or that character or that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then find a way to mirror it back to the body, yeah. So not everyone can just look at, um, absorb an image and be able to take it in. You have to be highly developed or more sensitive or, or you know, or more tapped into into the, let's say, able to remove yourself from the mundane, you know. More like psychics and people who you know do these t- type of readings, tap into energy, supposedly, exactly, and translate that energy into you know the information that they then give to you so you have your certain way of hacking into it yeah. bio hacking into this energy and then you've moved it into this device can you describe more about this the device yeah so basically by understanding that everything is composed of sound and light yeah yeah then i was like okay cool so maybe the way to feed it back to the body or like mirror it back onto the. Um, we have something called mirror neurons. Yeah, that's what allows us to let's say get to mirror the people that are that we're standing uh, with or that were. Yeah, I mean basically to to um, to put it in a simple way. Um, you know, when you're surrounded with angry people, you become angry. Yeah, uh, like osmosis. Yeah. So you you become. The people, or well, you become the people you keep. Yeah. So in that environment, you know, by osmosis, by being close to it, I think um, uh, Bruce Lipton mm-hmm. talks about it in his Biology of Belief. I think it is. Mm-hmm. So by osmosis, by being around it, you adapt. Yeah, the exactly. Very, the very thing. So exactly. Yeah, okay. It sounds like so much easier for me to go and meditate in Thailand versus meditating, let's say, in in the middle of central London. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because. There's other people that are meditating, so therefore it's very easy to tap into that energy and just get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, uh, then I developed. Then finally, finally around COVID, yeah, I kind of like um, did it. I developed this uh, device, yeah, where I'm able to mirror, let's say, that uh, state of. Uh, I mean, I. T- I had another attempt before because basically in fashion, what I wanted to do as well, I wanted to, let's say, map out the blueprint of, let's say, the best runner and then create a suit that pretty much allows you to mimic or to, yeah, that uh, blueprint mm, and then basically be able to increase, you know, your performance by mirroring the blueprint of the best runner. Yeah, but then it was you know I was working on it with Puma, but then they they wanted to keep my keep my name whatever they didn't give me what I wanted you know and then I backed away. Yeah, so then around COVID, I mean the thing is this, I never wanted to share this yeah because the thing is this I because I felt like this was way too sacred or people won't get it or you know society is not ready for it. So basically, before COVID, I was working hard on this on selling. I was about to sell fifty percent of my company at that time, and I was yeah ready to live the dream that I've been wanting to do, which is go and buy an island and then start my new world on this island. Yeah, and then my dream got sounds beautiful. Yeah, my dream got crushed crushed by you know with with by you know with COVID. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, literally lost. <laughs> 95%, 99% of my business within 6 to 12 months. Yeah, anyway, 
No, it kind of, when you say that, it makes me think about the fact that you want, you know, you talked about 98% and 2%, or you only see 2%. And it's funny how we live a certain belief, mm. you know, that you're driven by having people see 98%. And then at that time, you lost about 98% of your business. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like we attract what we think about, you know, what we think about comes about. So kids, be careful what you think about. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. No, no, for sure, for sure. But this is kind of like we are, that's the reason why we are our worst enemies, yeah? Mm -hmm. And it's very important. So the thing is, this COVID was really a very, I mean, yeah, it was a very humbling, to say the least, um, experience, yeah? Mm -hmm. Because I went from, let's say, being so smart, so on top of my world, so thinking that I've got it all under control and here I've built my fashion and art empire and I'm about to cash, you know, get my cash out and go and buy my island <laughs> and create the perfect world on the island, mm -hmm. you know? So, and now I'm here in the middle of the city <laughs> in Dubai, <laughs> bringing AOI to the matrix, <laughs> to the collective, yeah? To the collective that I gave up on. In a lot of ways, yeah, and I gave up on it because I never, th I never felt like they able to get it or comprehend it, or and then, and then at the end of the day, I was like, they don't deserve it, you know, and it's not meant for them. It's not meant to. It's a gift. It's a gift for humanity, yeah, and it's a gift for the part of humanity that is actually willing to accept the gift, yeah, mm -hmm. because so far it has been the greatest gift for my for me myself yeah in the sense of like look i'm here on this podcast yeah and i can say thank you aoi for helping me overcome my limitations yeah because now instead of kind of like feeling contracted onto myself i feel like more expanded i feel like okay i'm ready to share my i mean after being in the machine for 10 days i literally was like okay i'm ready now i'm ready to go out to the world and and share with the world yeah and not be afraid and not be scared and not be so isolated and alienated mm -hmm. by everything else that happened to me before so and i mean seeing now what AOI is doing to people, art of implosion is like how it's imploding the pe people's potential from the inside out. I mean, I have alcoholics stopping to drink and stopping drinking. They have not been able to stop drinking for 20 years. I have, I mean, all sorts of, uh, all sorts of breakthroughs that. So you're like in a walking example of it, you know, you're breaking through your limitations. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I mean, you're an advocate for your own device and of course you know you're seeing this no wonder you want other people to hear about it and and you're speaking about it because if it can help people and i'm sure where can people find this you know where can they look to find this device and the website or yeah you can go on artofimplosion.com and then you can find out where and there's we... testimonials on there and things like this. yeah so. yeah there is yeah i mean we're, we're we're loading up the testimonials that are coming in every day because I mean, every time we're like, oh, okay, it helps with back pain. It helps with joint pain. It helps with rejuvenating the cells. It but every day we keep getting more testimonials of people. Um, with different ailments, uh, fixing yeah. different things. Yeah, like just kind of like, yeah, breaking through all sorts of li limitations from physical to mental to emotional to spiritual, you name it. Well, I'm looking forward to jumping on it next week. Yeah. And now I've said it. I mean, it has to happen. So then I can do a separate video. 
uh, about my experience of it because I jumped into one of them before, mm -hmm. which was your sort of, you had one version, now you've got the Royce Royce yeah. uh, version. So I'm yeah. willing to check that out. And, and look, I'm a bit of a, I feel like sometimes a slow learner with these things. I step in and I go, do I, do I notice anything? Do I feel anything? Unless I'm taking some hallucinogenic uh, medication, it's very hard for me to uh, <laughs> know. But um, some people, I just, they tap in, in straight away. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm open to be open to see what happens next week mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I've heard so many amazing things from different people. So, you know, that's why we brought you on. But then we started, you know, there was some stuff we we're talking about in the New Earth Cafe. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it was, but it was like far out there. Yeah. I was like, man, that'd be cool to uh, jump on and, and talk about some of that as well. But, you know, I see that you, you know, this is giving you a new, a new reason for your life. It's like your purpose about, you know, you want people to live 98% more of what they're living to, to yeah. feel and to live their life that this art of implosion mm -hmm. device is helping people to expand. Mm hmm. And it's helping people to heal and it's helping people to do all these things. So, you know, that moment, that COVID that happened to be sort of, I'm not saying it's the worst day of your life, but a lot of people have had the worst day of their life. Turns out that actually, matter of fact, it was the best day of their life. Mm. Are you feeling that at the moment or is there, it, does it need to get to a certain place, AOI, for you to feel like, you know what, now it's there? You know what, I'm... Yeah, I mean, the thing is this, I mean, at, the, at this point, I would love for this to be experienced by humanity throughout, because I feel like we can, we can transform our ways of being all together. Yeah, I believe our, once we're able to do this ourselves, I believe that the next generation or, or, you know, in this generation, what we're able to do, we're, we'll be able to take a piece of wood and implode it to a table yeah instead of destroying the tree to create a table we can just take that piece of wood that the tree already shed it itself mm. gave to us and implode it to uh, an actual table mm. because that's the reason why it's like i've if it works on humans yeah we are more complex than a piece of wood yeah so the science of that the science of implosion for me it's like it doesn't it starts to say with humans because I was like okay let me let me just let me let me do it to myself let me try it on myself and see what happens to me and then I saw what happened to all my friends and then my friends brought the rest of the um, rest of Ibiza and then yeah and then it was like an obligation to bring this to the world and literally this forced me out of my cave. This forced me out of, because I felt like 98% of what I've done so far was just me being smart, yeah? me, 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 me outsmarting everyone around me and saying like, look, you know, I can play this game with my eyes open, with my, with my, with my eyes closed. Yeah? So I'm not really mm, limited by the game to create money or to create success or to create a fortune. But... It was fake, yeah. It was not real. That's the reason why I never was able to show up, you know. I you wanted to be authentic. So this device is ultimately helping you become more authentic? Yeah, I mean, it helped me finally tell the truth about what I'm here for. I just want to make sure that people don't, when they realize when you say implode, because if you're saying a piece of wood can then expand and become a table, yeah. then, you know, for people who step in your machine, that's like the size of a fridge yeah. that has all these LED lights on 
it doesn't mean that that person's going to grow 10 times bigger. You know? No, no, so they're not sure. Yeah, yeah no, 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 that's, no, no, that's for sure. But the thing is this, it does grow muscles, yeah? It does uh, adjust the body posture. I mean, I have, I have many people say that they grew taller from being in there. So it's, again, it's like wherever your body has been suppressed, you know, kind of like think of it this way, yeah? Every experience that we have in our life, yeah, we responded to it for, in three ways. Yeah, body language, an emotional uh, reaction, and a mental thought. Yeah, So this trinity ends up kind of like restricting you know, or limiting our abilities yeah, or expanding them yeah, depending on how they're put together. Yeah? Mm. So in this, you know, in this process and being in the AOI experience, you're freeing up from those from this blockage, yeah, and by that blockage getting freed up, your body is n automatically adjusting back to its natural, let's say, most. I see what you mean. Yeah, it's going back to its original source, the original yeah. state before the conditioning, before exactly again it mirroring your, you know. And go back to the childhood, you know, when you were suppressed. So this ultimately, this machine um, stops the suppression and takes you back in time and heals you. So that because I guess if I look at it, if you're suppressed as a kid, and your then your body will also mirror your internal thought process. Mm -hmm. So your body will be suppressed based on your own mental conditioning. Mm -hmm. So this machine, what you're saying is, it implodes. So it breaks that apart without having have a bloody mo motorcycle accident. Mm -hmm. So it ultimately brings you back to the start where you are not suppressed and then it re reinstates the body back to its original form as it should be. Because I guess if you've grown up suppressed, your body and your physiology would probably be suppressed too. Mm -hmm. And maybe that would suppress your growth in some Correct. way. Because obviously your thoughts uh, become reality, including you know your own body, and we're mainly mainly made up of water. And you know they've done experiments around water where you know you think certain thoughts, and that water structure changes mm -hmm. based on the thoughts and the energy you're giving to it. So that will then revert you back to your original state. And if you were supposed to be taller, then you could be taller, and so forth and so forth. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like freeing up all these blockages and getting you back to your full state of being. I mean, I was telling you. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not like you know. I have I have many skills, but you know, I'm lacking skills as well. Yeah, and just yeah, going in the machine every day for the past uh, two and a half years, I feel like I've I've developed skills that I never thought I was capable of. Yeah, I mean, and everyone else around me knew that I could never do these kind of things. But now, all these limitations are dissolved, you know? And, I mean, one other thing that I shared with you is now I'm eating, let's say, 25% I mean, I mean, of what I used to eat, yeah? Uh, but the thing is this, I have not reduced my size or my muscles didn't shrink. I mean, my, actually, my muscles got stronger and bigger and my... Physical performance, I mean, I feel like I'm performing better than when I was playing soccer when I was 19, you know? So I feel like all that that has been taken away from me is given back, you know? And like now I'm like back where, let's say back 19 again, you know, where I'm like, yeah, where 
where all the everything is possible again. But not just 19. I'm like much better than being 19 because now I'm freed up from all the suppression and all the um, yeah, all the trauma that I've experienced. So therefore, I'm like everyone should. I mean, I feel like if everyone can have this experience, then a good part of our problems will be dissolving, you know, be dissolved, will be gone, yeah? and we'll be able to create this happy, peaceful society. Where do you think you got this uh, information from? You know, if we're looking at things that are coming from the outside or within, yeah, you know, because it sounds like you're not, you know, if you're talking like this, you're, you're not from this world. Um, yeah, I mean, that's another problem, yeah, because... <laughs> <That's> another problem. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, I mean, that is another problem because that has been the problem where I'm, like, constantly just been wanting to just go back home, you know? And I'm like, why am I in this world, you know? Um, <laughs> where's home? <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like, where's home? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, this, this, is the, this is another, this is a whole another world that we can tap into you know yeah i mean home yeah home <laughs> home is up in the stars somewhere but yeah <laughs> that's where home is but yeah so i mean so i'm like hopefully you know i'll be done with my mission here on earth soon and i get to go back home yeah, yeah. you know what sometimes i feel that way myself uh people tell me i'm a palladian for some reason i mean i'm just understanding what from what planet what world you know, are we carnated souls that have come from another place and we landed here on Earth and we have a mission? You know, we do what we got to do and then we go back. Mm -hmm. It's quite a nice thought to mm -hmm. think, you know, to think, mm -hmm. wow, this is, this is not the end. No. You know, this is, um, this is just another planet, another reality mm -hmm. that we get to experience, which mm -hmm. is cool. Mm -hmm. You know, go, oh, okay, well, if that's not the end, then well, what, what? what is it to be human here on earth? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to judge the fact I've, you know, taken this, this, this physical vehicle, form, yeah. yeah, this physical form and having this experience. So, okay, if it's for a limited time, what am I going to do whilst I'm here? Mm -hmm. You know, realizing that full potential mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe there is a home after this, mm -hmm. you know, and great. If there is, then, you know, that means I, is that where my, I really truly feel like I belong. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all these kind of questions and but at the same time you want to belong as much as you can whilst you're here on, you know, planet Earth. Yeah, exactly. I mean that's the thing, it's like I was fortunate enough to leave this place and go home <laughs> in this form. And that kinda of like yeah, confirmed further. I mean, kinda of like it it confirmed everything that I knew since I was a child, you know, that I didn't belong here or like but then at the same time, you know, that knowing that we don't belong here just kind of like kind of like keeps us disconnected as well from engaging the experience all the way through and uh, really dedicating ourselves to bringing a change or feeling obligated to do so. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, now that's the reason why right now like, I end up not talking so much about that mm. you know the the other world that we come from you know you know what i think if people are more open than you, you 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 might think and i think the more you just embrace who you truly are and if that is the way you think and you know maybe many years ago people might think you're insane yeah 
Um, but I think there's a lot more people who are starting to get that feeling. And I think a lot of people, when they see the state of the world, go, I hope there is another home that I belong to because yeah. I am not part of this madness. Yeah. And you know, I think when more people speak their truth, you're starting to hear your tribe out there. Yeah. You hear other people go, you know what, I can relate to that. I feel that. Yeah. And they may not think logically yeah. and then understand it, but they feel something yeah. that they feel it and they can connect to that feeling yeah. but it takes someone brave enough to just start speaking their truth of what they're feeling yeah you know and at the end of the day it's it's all up for our interpretation yeah at the end of the day who is who is there to judge yeah right? exactly i mean it's just at the end of the day it's our experience and you know how we want to live it but at the same time it makes me think about those who people who relate to people who think that they are a cat or a dog and you know they want to be treated as such. And, you know, there's a fine line balance of who you actually are or, you know, is there a mental disorder mm -hmm. or is this really what is true? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's really, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. a fine line. It is a fine line. Yeah. But to say the least, you know, to say the least, you know, since I'm kind of like a little bit shied away right now from. You need a few more sessions. On maybe I need a few more sessions of us. <laughs> yeah. A few more sessions in AOI and a few more sessions with uh, a few more podcasts, <laughs> maybe. And then I'll be more free to speak. You well, know? I'll leave it open to the people that if they want to hear more about it, mm -hmm. that they can throw their comments. And, you know, if they want to wheel you back on, mm -hmm. then we'll bring you back on mm -hmm. and talk about it. We'll see. Yep. There's we'll no, see. there's no, no enforcing anything. You don't yep. have to. And exactly. You know, we've had a good chat. And no, we did. Yeah, we did. You got me to talk about a lot of things that most people don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is great. You know, and yeah. you're here, and this is what your life experience is about. No more suppression. You are here to be an advocate for your, you know, your device that people can find out about uh, on online. Mm -hmm. um, Theartofimplosion.com. Correct. Is it AOI.com or artofimplosion.com? Artofimplosion.com. Okay. I mean, there is a few other AOI websites, but yeah, okay, artofimplosion.com. So, art yeah. so people can do their own little sort of looking around and just sort of find out that things, and I'm sure they can ask you questions on there. And if they have questions here, I'll forward them on. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, hopefully we can bring you back on, potentially, in the next couple of months when we're back from our trip, because Dubai can get pretty hot. Oh, yeah. So everybody sort of uh, abandons ship mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and starts flying around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, is there anything else you want to share before we close this up? No, I mean, I'm so, yeah, I'm so thankful and grateful that I took your um, <laughs> offer and I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's the way I've huh? exactly. No, that's the way I felt about you since, yeah. I mean, from the moment that we met, there's like you know, an old brother, you know, we know each other, yeah. so we may be from the same uh, planet, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now you want to talk, huh? <laughs> so, you know, well, we'll, we'll reveal this in, the, in, a later, in a later setting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Leave them wanting more, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, brother. All right, appreciate you. Thank you for coming down. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks, Thanks for having me. A pleasure.